Well, hello and welcome to 10 Minutes On, Homes for Ukraine. My name's Steve Tinning. I'm the Baptist Union's Public Issues Enabler and their representative on JPIT. And I'm joined together today with Matt, who is an intern with JPIT until not long ago. Uh, but Matt, perhaps you could tell us a bit more about what you're doing now. Hi, Steve. Uh, it's lovely to be back. Uh, I'm currently running the Methodist for Ukraine project for the Methodist Church. Fantastic. So you're perfectly positioned to give us a summary of what the scheme is and, and how it's going. Sure. So a year ago today, 14th of March, the government opened the Ukraine sponsorship scheme, more snappily known as Homes for Ukraine, uh, in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine a few weeks earlier. And under this scheme, Ukrainians could come to the UK and stay for up to three years with the right to work and to claim benefits. It was a big collaboration between government, local authorities, community groups, and importantly, the British public, who have really generously and sacrificially opened their homes and their lives to host Ukrainians for a minimum of six months. And at the time of recording, 117,000 Ukrainians had arrived in the UK via this route. In a recent parliamentary debate, the MP Olivia Blake reflected that while the war has shown the very worst of humanity, the resilience of ordinary Ukrainians enduring extraordinary violence, alongside the response that they've received from our communities, has shown the very best. So we thought that given, you know, it's a time of real suffering, of evil, of uh, real um, bad news about what's going on in the war. We wanted to take this opportunity to celebrate the ways that so many members of the public, including many in our churches, um, have opened up their homes and their lives to welcome refugees. And some of those have been through support schemes provided by Baptists Together in the Methodist Church. We're partnered with Citizens UK's Communities for Ukraine scheme, uh, which has so far provided matches for almost a thousand Ukrainians. And many of our churches have also done great work to support Ukrainians in their community through drop-ins, English classes, donations and more. But Steve, I wondered if you could reflect a little on what's gone well with Homes for Ukraine and maybe share some stories on how our, our churches and their members have been uh, supporting Ukrainians over the last year. Yeah, I suppose the first thing to say is it's really important to note that while the Methodist Church and, and the Baptist Church have this collaboration with Citizens UK, we're really conscious that churches across uh, uh, the United Reformed Church and many others in Baptist and Methodist life have found other ways to get matched and to 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 get in touch with the Homes for Ukraine scheme to be part of that. So it, what we're doing is just a small part of the bigger picture. But I think the the wonderful thing about the the relationship with citizens is that they have this mechanism that introduces people to potential guests from Ukraine. They they meet on Zoom. They're matched uh, through a very careful selection process to make sure that they that what is being offered is the best thing both for the guests and the hosts. And that opportunity to meet before anything is finalised and then and then enter into the visa processing scheme just means that. Uh, that some of the hurdles and difficulties that other matches sometimes face are prevented in the early stages by the professionalism of, of the project, which is why I think we wanted to, to, to get on board with it. But it's a wonderfully successful scheme and largely, Matt, because of exactly what you said, that it's a scheme that is something that embraces community life. Uh, and and gives real sense of hospitality, not just an open door to to enter into the country in a visa, but a support structure in place, mm. and uh, and that's been hugely beneficial. It's also a, a wonderful thing to note that it's not just beneficial for the Ukrainians that are coming, um, and in, it, it is of course in a completely different way. 
but that the hosts continually report a transformation that goes on in their own lives and the lives of their families, that opportunity to do something so compassionate, uh, but to be blessed through it and not just be a blessing has been something we've we've really noted. It's, it's a two-way joy, I think, um, has been our experience. So one example, our Esther and Childs, uh, members of Battle Baptist Church, uh, last December they became hosts to a young woman uh, called Anya, and uh, they... They were just desperately moved by the articles and the coverage that have been shown on the TV. They prayed hard about it. They talked with their teenage kids. They've got kids as well, made a real family decision on it, and they offered up their spare room. The teenagers have loved it. They've really enjoyed playing host and enjoy they, They're a very foodie family, apparently, and they've just been really blessed by Andy's cooking and, and experiencing different kinds of cuisine. Uh, they've said that it was easier than they thought which isn't always the the case some of these hosting um uh, opportunities have been challenging not in ways that can't be overcome but sometimes the greatest blessings don't come easy but that wasn't the experience of Esther and Charles they said that it was easier than they thought but communication had been tricky you know most of these people are not coming across uh, with fluent English and and the communication's been difficult but they've uh, embraced it with good humor they say and and that it's just enriched their lives their family and their friends have been supporting them helping Anya find employment learn English uh, their church has been on board Anya's visited their church and somebody at their church has has helped them find other Ukrainians in in the community that they can befriend and be a part of um, and I suppose that they would say that to those of to those who might be considering what they can do, that they didn't really think that they had very much to offer. That they had one room in an already busy household, but that one room was more than enough to change the lives of this young woman. And they would thoroughly encourage others to get involved. They said that if they're finding something difficult in hosting, they have to remember that compared to what Anya has been going through, uh, their difficulties pale into insignificance recognizing that there are tremendous joys and positives to come out of this experience matt we're not under any illusion that this is straightforward and that there have been challenges since the scheme opened up perhaps you could unpack for us some of the challenges sure so the main things that we keep hearing from ukrainians uh, three things accommodation jobs and learning english uh, there was a survey done by the office for national statistics which found that um as of November, 52% of newly arrived Ukrainian adults were working. Uh, of those who were working, 65 were not working in the same sector as they had in Ukraine. And 56% of all respondents said that their insufficient English language skills had been a barrier to employment. And 33% said that employers had failed to recognise their Ukrainian qualifications. So many of our Ukrainian friends have been struggling to find appropriate work. Um, but perhaps a bigger issue is accommodation. Now, for some Ukrainians, they uh, want to come to the UK and they want to go home as soon as it's safe. And so the hosting arrangement is a good temporary solution. But for others, they want to settle and establish their lives and have an independent space that they can call their own. Um, so the ideal situation would be that whilst they're living with a host, they find a job, save up and move out. But as listeners are probably aware, affordable housing is in quite short supply uh, at the moment. And it's not just about money, but issues around uh, having guarantors and references, uh, credit history, high deposits, and all sorts of things that have meant that lots of Ukrainians have found it difficult to find alternative accommodation when their hosting arrangement ends. 
so as a result, by the latest statistics, uh, just over 4,000 Ukrainian households had had to approach their local authority to ask for help uh, to prevent them from becoming homeless. And this kind of points to, to two of the kind of bigger picture issues that, that we still need answers from the government. The first is around the support that they're giving to councils who've taken on nearly all of the responsibility for supporting Ukrainians in the UK, uh, including rematching if needed. But their budgets have been so squeezed after the last decade that they desperately need longer term funding uh, and longer term planning in order to continue that support well. And on the second point, the government hasn't yet said anything really about the future of the Homes for Ukraine scheme, including what happens at the end of the three-year temporary visa, which makes uh, life uncertain for Ukrainians, uh, which it already is obviously at the time of war, uh, but it also makes it difficult for local authorities who are doing much of the delivery of the scheme to plan ahead. And it's fair to say the government did really well to react quickly in response to the crisis, but we could really do with establishing a coordinated strategy for refugee integration, which is something that the APPG on refugees has been calling for since 2017. And so at a time when we're speaking out uh, as JPIT churches against the illegal migration bill, Steve, I wondered if you had any reflections on what lessons that we can draw from the successes and the challenges of Homes for Ukraine for refugee policy as a whole. Yeah, it's been a difficult been a difficult week for for migration policy and but I, I suppose the one thing I would say to all of that those challenges are very real and there have been others over the last year that have come up and 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 sometimes they've found resolution and other times they haven't but what's been a real joy with this partnership with Citizens UK is that we can feed back some of the challenges that we're hearing and citizens have regular meetings with the Department of Leveling Up that oversee this scheme and have been able to see tra- transformation in the scheme and things changed and made uh in in ways that perhaps as individuals we wouldn't have been able to do but no I, I think one of the things with the homes for ukraine things that's a real joy is just that it works that constantly we're being told we need to stop small boats from coming across we need to stop people from risking their lives the number of ukrainians that have had to travel across the english channel to find asylum here is negligible if any at all and that's by the government's own statistics. So we know that these safe routes work. And the fact that they are so focused upon um, communities being able to do supporting in a in a hospitable way prevents the the the, the terrible um circumstances that we hear when when people are just shipped in and put in a hotel with no relationship at all so there there are a number of things that we can learn uh, from this scheme and hopefully it will inspire the government to look at more safe routes and the ways that they can improve on this for other for other countries i think we just need to wrap this up now but the it would be wrong to to do all of this and not to point uh, our listeners in the right direction of places that they can go to register an interest if they have uh, a, a spare room or if they would just like to speak to somebody about ways that they can be supportive. So Matt, from a Methodist perspective, where do they go? The website is methodist.org.uk forward slash Methodist for Ukraine, where you can sign up to express interest, find out more. That could be to offer your home or just to help out uh, as your church community as well. And for Baptists, it's baptist.org.uk forward slash Ukraine. And there's a button on there for those that want to register an interest. If you want to know more, though, please just get in contact with JPIT and we will uh, gladly assist you in anything that you need to know. Matt, thanks ever so much. I hope that's been of help to our listeners and we'll see you again soon. If you've enjoyed this episode of the 10 Minutes On podcast, please share it around. You can find out more at jpit.uk, that's j-p-i-t 
www.thepodcastmaker.co.uk.